Joshua? Yes. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, and this time there's no music for some reason. Okay, finally. No. Um, okay, let's see, because we can just try. Let's see how we go with this recording and then... Once it's done, we can listen if it sounds good, clear, you know. Yeah. Then okay. we can tweak. Shall we just read first? Maybe go through the script? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All good. Yep. Okay. Um, what do you think about it? The introduction. Is it fine or too much? Yeah, yeah. All good. All good. Okay. All right. So let's start. Um okay. So observations. Do they ring a bell? Running records, anecdotes, photos, artwork, routines, interactions, being in the moment. I'm sure we can list a hundred different things about this topic. Hello, everyone. It's Kishwa. And I'm Jake. Today, you're joining us on our podcast about observations and their importance for babies and toddlers. So, Jake, what does understanding, understanding observations in an early childhood environment mean to you? For me, taking observation is paying close attention to children's learning. It means showing genuine interest in what they are doing, actively listening to their questions and ideas, noticing how they interact with their peers and others, engaging in meaningful interactions, and providing support to extend their interests and skills. Um, what about you, Kishwang? Why is it important to collect observations? Um, Jake, I do agree with a lot of what you've said, obviously, um, but there are certain other things which I believe, um, you know, are very important why we need to conduct observations. And, uh, you know, some of them are uh, observations provides information for planning and it's extending on the interests of the child. Um, they help us to share information about learning and development and the program with the parents. And one of the most important aspects that I believe is that it provides, um, uh, it requires Sorry, I'm fumbling. Uh, it makes the educators accountable and answerable for their... When I say accountable, I mean not, not only accountability to stakeholders or parents, but also to themselves as it provides a sound backing and evidence and reasoning for their actions and plans. It also provides educators with the opportunity to analyze the situation in minute detail. So Jake, how do you believe babies express themselves? Um, what bodies of professional knowledge do you refer to to help you in interpreting the behaviors of infants? I think babies are the most genuine, expressive, and involved learners. They use a variety of ways to express themselves. Who knows someone that smiles at familiar faces? Who points at things they like when they like something most likely that has been in their mouth already? They love to shake, tap, roll, push, and pull things. They're also very honest that they'll cry when you leave, laugh when you play peekaboo, and listen to your never-ending nursery rhymes nursery rhymes those hard <laughs> when you talk to them they'll definitely respond with their bubbles and sounds they make when they start learning to walk they'll also grasp and hold them tight to you for support babies and toddlers just like older children are unique and competent individuals eagerly anticipating for the next big thing they're bound to discover saying this um, with babies and toddlers how do you ensure that you're capturing real-time observations and what strategies do you use to collect and document this data? Well, we all know, Jake, that technology has been a big blessing for our, for educators um, in the field, especially when it comes to taking observations. And I think the same technology has been extremely advantageous when it comes to capturing you know, real-time moments and then sharing that with the parents. 
Um, so I believe that uh, utilizing video recording photographs, educators can ensure that, you know, the minute details are recorded as and when they're happening. However, that's a, that's in a very perfect world scenario. Um, sometimes, um, you know, working in this field, we do come across situations where we might not have access to technology, probably because it's not near you right when the um, situation is happening uh, or maybe uh, you don't have access to it. So in such situations, I feel, um, you know, the principles that Magda Gerber um, had advocated over the years about um, educators needing to be actively attuned with the children um, comes into even more um, focus at this point. Um, it is only when the educators are completely attuned and actively um, involved with the um, uh, children that they will be able to write running records or all the other kinds of um, observation types that you have earlier mentioned. I must also emphasize that this cannot be done in an honest way unless educators are completely attuned and positioned themselves as participants and co-learners along with the children. Um, and again, I will, I will reiterate that utilizing the principles of trust, respect, and involvement with the child as proposed by Magda Gerber's uh, educating approach um, will help in this aspect. Um, now, coming to you, Jake, I'm really interested to um, hear what you think um, of how you think um, observation of babies and toddlers is different to that of older children. And um, what special considerations do you think the educators need to make? That's a really good question. Um, as children develop, their play also follows through stages from solitary play to playing alongside others. Then they start to interact with their peers and finally playing together, having the same goal. Why did I mention all of this? For me, when we observe under twos, we tend to immediately notice and highlight the milestones they achieve. While for older children, it's easy to pick up their social and language development. I think there should be more conscious effort on documenting babies and toddlers' dispositions of learning, such as how they seek for answers, ways they solve their problems, their interactions with peers, and how they make sense of their world, just like how we look for these things when observing older children. What about you, Kishwa? What lenses do you intend to use when assessing children's learning? Um, Jake, you know, I have worked in the industry as a um, room leader and anyone who has worked with me will vouch for the fact that um, there's a very big impact of the Reggio Emilia philosophy in the way I approach, especially the planning and programming. Um, I believe in developing emergent curriculums, um, which you know, obviously I have, in, I have been inspired by John Dewey's theories, as well as the Reggio Emilia philosophy. And I like to involve the child during the process example, you know, by asking older children what they're interested in. And in case of younger children, um, I really um, like to partner with the parents and the family and take account of what the child is interested in outside of the um, center uh, environment as well. Um, however, I believe that there is no definitive way of interpreting, no matter what um, lens you use. Um, it is An educator has to be prepared to be inconclusive in their analysis. Uh, they need to know that they need to be prepared to be um, constantly reevaluating their analysis about children. Uh, and this is where I believe that educators should constantly evolve themselves. Um, they should learn not only from academic academicians, I need to change that word, and mm -hmm. researchers, but also their colleagues and the children themselves. Um, 
obviously evilf and nqs are the main documents that i use um my beliefs and ideologies about children i think are um influenced to a very large extent by piaget my uh, plans and programs are predominantly hands on um i believe in setting up experiences um where the environment will act as a third teacher um i also believe that you know by gotsky's um, social cultural theories help to understand um children when they're interacting with the with each other um along with obviously bromfebenner's um um theory of uh, ecological um systems theory where uh, you know where i get to understand uh, what influence the cultural environment and society has on the development of the child um so just to sum up i think i would say that um i employ the method of constantly researching and understanding theories um while analyzing my work with children um now let's see um What do you think, uh, Jake? Are the essential prerequisites of an educator for making um, meaningful, meaningful observations of ba- babies? Can these be enhanced? If yes, how? Um, observations help to form a holistic understanding of each child in our setting. Some considerations I would highly suggest for our fellow educators are: first, be intentional. Ask yourself why do you want to document this learning. This will be the intention of your documentation. Then you can link this later on to learning outcomes. Second, make a habit of documenting real-time observations to avoid remembering. When we remember, we are already forming our own interpretation of what has happened. Let's utilize different ways of recording observations to ensure that we are actually capturing what exactly happened in that moment. You can use traditional method of writing down notes, filming using iPad or your camera. or making a checklist with a comment box for you to elaborate on comments. Now, um having the experience working um in the industry, how do you actively listen and scaffold children's learning, Kishwa? Interesting question, Jake. Um I guess for this question I will reiterate what I have said before in relation to the importance of attunement and participation in the children's play scenarios by the educators. Um I believe that it is only when an educator is present in the moment with the child while engaging both mentally and physically with them that they will be able to listen to what the child is saying. And as Malaguzzi said, um there are a hundred ways that um children express themselves, so we need to be completely attuned to them. And I believe that by positioning themselves as co-learners and being open to new interpretations of an object or a toy from the child point of view of the child the educators can employ the pedagogy of dialogue in an age appropriate manner if the educator positions themselves at a distance i feel that um they will not be able to look at things from the child's perspective um how about you jake how would you um complete the sentence teachers and caregivers promote children's social and emotional health by Um teachers and caregivers promote children's social and emotional health by sensitively listening and responding to their cues and emotions building trusting relationships with them equipping them with words to use and giving them giving them the genuine love nurturing and care each of them deserve Kishwa in some um early childhood um settings parent teacher interviews are conducted twice a year at the beginning and middle of the year Do you think babies in toddler toddler's rooms would benefit from this and how will these interviews shape your curriculum planning and enhance collaboration with families? 
Yes, Jake, this is a very um, commonly uh, thought about question in our industry. Um, I definitely feel that interviews are a very important tool um, that enormously help in planning and uh, planning for the children. And however, I feel that, you know, for younger babies and toddlers, uh, because they're growing so quickly and they're constantly evolving and changing, I feel that informal conversation with the parents and family members during regular interactions, daily information books, journals, um, pro even perhaps um, regular phone calls uh, with the parents who are not able to um, attend the center regularly are uh, very informative about the child. And these contribute more than those formal interviews when it comes to the planning and programming. Now, we want to leave you with our favorite quotes. As educators, we have our preferred philosophies, approaches, and different theories that underpin our teaching style. Well, for me, it's by Magda Gerber. She said, Childhood is not a race to see how quickly a child can read, write, and count. It is a small window of time to learn and develop at the pace that is right for each individual child. Earlier is not better. What about you, Kishwa? I will think about it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. We did well in time, 12 minutes or 13 minutes. Uh, no, Jake. What I just realized, sorry, I'm just going to end this recording first. Yes.